I woke up in my uh, room, but I was totally different person. No more worriness, no more, no more pressure. I was totally different. I was peace. It was totally unique experience at that moment. Welcome to the AsiaLink podcast. I'm your host, Jim Gourlay. Thanks for taking time to find out about the mission of God to reach the unreached of Asia. AsiaLink exists to share the gospel of Christ with the unreached of Asia. We do this by supporting, training, and encouraging Asian believers to share the gospel within their own cultures. This is episode 11. In this episode, I'm continuing the interview with an Iranian who came to faith from a Muslim background. He shares his long search to find the true God. And I just have to apologize that the audio quality isn't as good as we'd like it to be. But I think you'll agree that the story is still compelling. And I was just start shaking the same voice after 10 years here at the church. And so it was a worship song I started live at the church. And I went to the last row and sat there. And then in 15 minutes, I just was crying and thinking about my journey for 10 years. And now I heard the same voice that stopped me from that uh, that way, that time. You know, no one talked to me about Jesus or the cross or whatever. But in 15 minutes, I was surrounded totally to that God. I knew this is the right place. Because something in my heart told me. So after the service was finished, I went to the pastor. Pastor Khosravi was, he is with Jesus now. But that time he was the pastor and I talked to him and said, uh, you know, I want to come more to the church. And he said, you're welcome to come. But it was the time that some Iranian pastor was killed and they start uh, arresting Christian believers. And then I said, still, I'd like to come. And I said, okay, you're welcome, but don't expect I can help you very much about this. So I went to the church a few times, and one day uh, he called me and says, I should tell you this one, that the doorman on the church is there uh, from the government. It's not from us. So every time you come to the church with your car, they take your plate number. So please be careful. And the doorman is there to stop Muslims going into the church? That time they didn't stop Muslim guy, but they just get the record of them. So as I said, my my office was very close to that church. So we saw some strange people coming and asking about me. And then uh, in the same time, uh, the church just warning me, be careful about this. And then I decided to just go for a holiday trip to India for two weeks and see what happened next. So I got a ticket visa in one day. I took 2,000 US dollar with me and I went to, you know, before I uh, I heard the voice, I was researching about a man in uh, India named Sai Baba and he said, I'm the God. And many, many uh, Western people uh, went there and they saw some miracle or something. So I was very curious about him. I said, okay, I, I go there for two weeks and I see what's happened next. 
So I went to put a party in close to Bangalore, and it was a very, very big place. Lots of people came. They all uh, changed the dress to the white and sat on the row, and Sai Baba with the orange color came every day two times and go in the middle of the row. And, and sometimes um, he just uh, picked some people up for interview, and it was the lucky day for that person. Or, 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 or he took some letter from them. So I was there for one week, and uh, he didn't invite me for interview. And I just says, let me do something. I, I wrote on a paper that if you take my paper today, I will stay out of Iran and never back to, to Iran. If you don't take it, I just go back to Iran and see what's next. So it was kind of, I don't know what, what, what I can tell, but I just say, I do this, see what's the next. You were looking for a sign. Yeah, I was exactly looking for a sign. So I wrote the, the paper, I took it with me that day, and he just came, looked at my eyes, and took the paper. And Sai, and Sai Baba took it? Yeah, and he just took it. Really? And I was in a big challenge. And I said, okay, so I should just forget about back, back to Iran. I had home, I had big business, lots of money, but I decided to just start from scratch. Yeah. So I called my family and I said, I don't go back to Iran. And they were in, they were in shock. What happened? What do you mean you don't want to come back to Iran? I said, that's it. I want to go to another journey. I asked some people around me. That I, I saw some Iranian there. And I said, so my visa is only for two months. What should I do? And they said, usually India maybe extend one more time for you. But after that, uh, you can't stay here anymore. The only, the only way you can stay here if you go to United Nations and um, ask for refugee status. And I decided to do that. So I went uh, to New Delhi. Because I was, I was very good in financial, I mean, uh, I had no problem, no issue with mining. So I, I, I had a suite with a tie and a suitcase and want to go to United Nations for refugee. At that time, lots of Afghanist people had the refugee because of the war inside the Afghanistan. Yeah. So I saw some Afghanist people around it. And one of them just came to me and said, are you the new employee here? Because I was very, you know, sharp. And, and I said, no, I want to go for um, refugee. And he said, what? With this suite yeah. you want to go right. for? Are you crazy? Yeah. And I said, why? I'm not a poor. I don't want to ask for money. I can't go back to Iran because something else. So he said, doesn't matter. Just don't go today. Come with me. Afghanist people, uh, that person name was Obeid. Obeid took me to the place uh, for exchange because I was in a hotel. And he said, hotel is very expensive. Let's uh, go and find a better place for you. So. Uh, we find an apartment and then I went to the United Nations in uh, New Delhi and they said okay what's the reason you want to have that salon and I said uh, you know uh, I start going to a church in Toronto and I didn't know the doorman is from government so uh, 
my, my business was very close to that church and then I saw some people coming and asking some questions about me. So I think it's so dangerous for me right now if I go back to Iran. So I don't want to go back to Iran. I said, okay, uh, you should wait for the interview. My money, the 2000 US dollar was uh, almost getting to finish after few, a few months. And there was no way to bring the money from Iran at that time. So the money for us was almost finished, not only for me, for the other families as well. And one night, we had no money at all. So they had two children, and the mom of um, those children went to the supermarket we used to go and buy. And she said, um, I just need some bread and eggs, but I forget to bring my wallet. Can I pay you later? And the man says, okay, no problem. You are my customer. So he took some uh, eggs and bread and brought it and gave it to his children. But my heart was so broken on that moment. I just went to my room. I had a picture of Jesus on the wall. And I just look at his eyes and says, if you don't help me now, then I have to go back to Iran. And in Iran, you know, my business was uh, based on lies. Um, I had a company to, to do the, you know, computer boards, make computer boards. Um, so when I had a customer to order me like 10,000 board, if I said it takes about two weeks, he said, no, I go to the next one. So I had to lie and say, okay, I can make it in five days. So he, he gave me the money. And then after five days, he come to pick it up. I said, oh, sorry, you know what happened? My machine was uh, broken or the, the power was gone or whatever um, until the, the two weeks coming and I can give it to him. So I wasn't happy with this kind of lying on the business. And I didn't want to continue this kind of business. I had everything, but I wasn't happy inside. So that moment when I talked to Jesus and I said, if I go back to Iran, then I should forget about you. And I should just leave there as usual, if it lies, everything. And then I went to sleep and I saw I'm in a big salon, like three steps down of the ground. I was behind the pulpit. A door was on that corner with three steps. And I saw the door was open and a man in white with very much light came direct toward me. And he stopped in about two meters far from me. And I saw from his eyes a very, very warm, loving and light coming to my eyes and fill me up. And it was so nice, you know, it was the very, very a strange, unique uh, experience, and I heard the same voice hmm. as I heard it two times, and he said, I'm here to pray for you, I'm blessed. And then uh, he came to that puppet and wants to bring his um, both hands down to that table, and something inside me says, hey, take your hand behind his, his, his hand. And I did it very fast. And when his uh, hands came down, it was on my hand. And I saw nails 
on his hand. Oh, yeah, the, the mark on his hands where the nails went in. Yes, yes. Yeah, the, I, the, saw the the wounds, marks, yeah. I saw the marks, uh, the nails marks on, on his hand. It wasn't with the lips when he talked, but I could hear clearly, nicely um, uh, hear that. He, he said, I so like the way you did your hand behind my hand. You are so smart. So I want to bless you. And, and suddenly between our, our hands, a plate, a white plate with golden rice appeared. And he said, just eat them, I come back. <laughs> and he went to another corner and I saw a few people were there, but I didn't know where they are, who, who they are. I just started eating it when it's finished. He said, you want me to take you to the city I choose for you? I said, of course. He said, just give me your hand. When I put my hand on his hand, we were on top of a mountain. And again, without talking with leaves, he said, this is your city. And I knew this is Vancouver, Canada. It was a very, very nice. You know, when I, when I went to Canada, every time I look at that mountain, I knew I was there on top with Jesus. <laughs> and look at, look at from that point of view. He said, do you want to go to the city? I want to show you the city. And I said, of course I want. And he said, okay, give me your hand. And when I, when I uh, want to put my hand on his hand, I suddenly saw a friend of me, an old friend. His name was Reza. And he said, hey, take my hand too, please. And I, um, I took his hand and I put my hand on Jesus. And I saw suddenly I'm in a city in a car and Jesus was driving for me. Hmm. But not a normal drive. It was so fast. He, he drove so fast. And I said to Jesus, how you can do that fast driving? Because I was a very good driver in my, in my city, Tehran. So when I put my hand in Jesus' hand on top of that mountain, uh, before I put my hand, I saw my friend Reza, who asked me to... Uh, take him uh, with me as well. So I took his hand, Reza, and then I put my hand in Jesus' hand, and then I saw we are in a city. Uh, I was sitting in a car, and Jesus was driving for me, but not a normal driving, very, very fast driving. And, and so I asked Jesus, how you can do this kind of fast driving? And he laughed at me and says, I can do this not only for you, for your friend as well. And then I came up from that car and I saw there is another car, Reza was there, and Jesus was driving for both cars so fast. And then my dream was finished. I woke up in my uh, room, but I was totally different person. No more worriness, no more, no more pressure. I was totally different. I was peace. It was totally unique experience at that moment. After this experience, Pastor was led into Christian ministry, including to his fellow Iranians. We end the interview by him giving his reflections. And it was great time because I so enjoy uh, how Jesus spoke in my life. It was a miracle. I think 26 years passed now, and this. 26 years, I never ever forget that dream and his eyes and the love he transferred into my mm. heart. Christianity is not a religion, 
but it's a very nice relationship between us and, and Lord. And I, I can tell that I ever never thirsty for anything else mm. after I met Jesus. Mm. It was great. And, you know, uh, I never ever felt any more pressure, depression, uh, anything like that. It was like a journey for me every single day that how Jesus worked in my life. I can say I have lots of issues in my life. Um, I had lots of problems, but Jesus uh, just taught me instead of being in a um, in a water and just try to find something, he just brought me uh, a boat and showed me how could I enjoy uh, the waves. So mm -hmm. every day I see the waves coming to my life, but I, I enjoy them because I knew Lord is with me all the time. Mm -hmm. And the miracle after miracle. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Pastor, Thank for you. sharing your story. That's really great. Thank you for listening to the AsiaLink podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share with friends. If you like this podcast, please leave us a five-star review and join us again next time.